Today is Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And some may be celebrating April Fool's Day. I'm not sure. And it's kind of, you know, I thought about it. It's, you know, it's a little bit awkward maybe in some ways. Um, you know, on the one hand, we have permission to lie and, and sneak around and do things and uh, be deceptive. And on the other hand, we celebrate the truth of Jesus' resurrection. I was thinking about April Fool's, that, you know, that whole, just the thought of April Fool. And I thought about, well, what is a fool? It says, anyone who acts absurdly or pursues a course contrary to wisdom. Of course, the question is, well, then what wisdom are we talking about? For the Christian, we would talk about God's wisdom. And we wonder maybe, well, who's the fool? And actually, when you really get to looking at it, the Bible talks a lot about fools. I was, I was a little surprised. It talks a lot about fools. talks a lot about foolishness. And so I wanted to kind of just think about that today. You know, a day when we, we have a message that brings hope. That not everybody receives that message. Not everybody listens to that message, walks in that message. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. It says that to some, the gospel's foolishness. To those that are perishing, it sounds like foolishness. It sounds like, well, that doesn't even make sense. And honestly, it doesn't to them. Honestly, it doesn't to them. Proverbs 12.5 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who he heeds counsel is wise. So one of the problems, it says, of being a fool is, it says, even if you're a fool, it looks right in your own eyes. You know, well, it seems like the right thing. It seems like what makes sense. So to those who see the gospel as foolish, they really think they're right. So I want to look at some of the, some of the ways a, a fool thinks. One of the ways is a fool is self-reasoning. Proverbs 14.1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The fool has reasoned in his heart. <laughs> doesn't seem true. I don't see it. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense this whole God thing. And sometimes the fool then denies there is a God. Sometimes the fool says, well, we're all going to heaven. That's kind of a reassuring thing, you know, since you know, there is no God. Well, the fool says in his heart, well, we're all going to heaven. It's okay. I find doing funerals, I find that statement a lot. A lot. A lot. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody. Or once in a while the fool says, well, I'm just a mess, and I know I'm a mess, and I'm going to hell. I've ran across that person who says well i'm just so bad i know i'm going to hell and that's just the way it is some say life is all there is this life is all there is so you know we just might as well enjoy it to the most because when it's over it's over it's just over there's nothing after that it's just about this life so there's a lot of ways that a fool can reason and a fool can say eh, it just doesn't seem right to me Sometimes there's an educated fool. Now, I'm not promoting ignorance. I'm not saying we should be ignorant. 
But sometimes an educated fool thinks that he can figure everything out. He can think that a relationship with God is about learning about God. It's about learning all the knowledge you can about God. So you just know all kinds of information about him. You can know all about God and still not know him. You know, when the Bible says knowing him, it's talking about a relationship. It's talking about a personal relationship. It's not talking about, oh, yeah, I know God. No, it's talking about the one that lives and dwells within us. In this. A lot of times the educated fool, they enjoy debating. They enjoy debating theological questions. A lot of times they believe in following science, technology, philosophy, all kinds of all kinds of, of learning. And like I say, I'm not saying we shouldn't learn scripture, we shouldn't learn the truth, but you know, I don't think we're gonna ever educatedly find God. In Isaiah fifty five, eight and nine it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. But as the heavens are higher than yours, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, the Lord says, you know, you can be educated. You can try to figure it all out. But you know what? Your thoughts aren't near as high as his. And you're never going to attain to that. There's always going to come a point where you're going to have to receive it by faith. You can't figure it out. It's not always going to make sense. You have to figure it out and you have to walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. There's the proud fool. The proud fool in Proverbs 14.3 says, in the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride. A proud fool, he speaks things of pride and against God. He kind of thinks he knows more than God. I heard, I read, you know, and you can read a lot of things, but I happen to know the person that said this, but they almost threw in, threw in God's face the fact that they didn't believe in him and almost tempted him to, you know, do something about it. I thought, wow, that's a lot of pride. That's a lot of pride that you would actually, you know, ask God to do something and prove himself in a way that was like, well, I'm going to do this, and since you're not real, I don't think you're going to do anything to me. That's a tremendous amount of pride. I believe the fools hear the gospel, and they have pride, and, and they hear it, but their pride keeps them from making a decision. Their pride keeps them from making a decision. Maybe they're worried about how they're going to look. They're worried about how somebody might think or what others might think. All kinds of things that can enter into pride. But when we, when we have that, it's, it's foolish. And then there's the self-sufficient fool. The one who is successful. Life is good. They prosper. Everything seems to be going good. You know, they kind of just got the world by the tail. And they just got everything figured out. And everything's just going good for them. They don't have a need. They don't have a need for anything. They're, they're doing fine. Pretty self-sufficient. Don't really, really, why, why would I need God? Got everything I want. Got everything I want. I want to share from Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 16th verse. And Jesus spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plenty. He had everything he wanted. And he thought within himself, saying, What am I going to do, since I don't have room to store my crops? So he said, 
well, I'll do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And I will store all my crops and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then those who then whose will those things be which you have provided? Then whose will those things which you have be provided? So he so he is so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Lays up treasure for himself. Thinks he's got you know, I got everything. I'm prosperous. Everything's going good. Why would I need a God? What foolishness. What foolishness. The Bible says, you know, it can be taken away instantly. Or your very life could be taken. And all those things, which you thought were so important, will be gone. And then you face eternity. And then you face eternity. I have a short video. It's about three, three and a half minutes. So don't panic when we watch a video. Think, oh my goodness. I have a short video of a testimony we're going to play now. So the 10th verse. We are fools for Christ's sakes, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. The Apostle Paul said he was a fool. The fool we can be is for Christ's sake. We can be a fool for him. Because it seems like foolishness to the world. It seems like foolishness to the world. But for him, we can do that. We can, we can be different from the world. And we will be different from the world. Because we've accepted the one who paid the price for our sins. The one who rose from the dead. The one who lives and reigns and gives us life. Life over death. Life eternal. And so as you think about Resurrection Sunday, you think about you know, all that's been shared today. You know, We have to come to a point where we make decisions. We make decisions. We all make them one way or another. Always say no decision is a decision. We, we make decisions. You know, you, you do it all the time. And no decision is a decision. And we decide who we're going to be a fool for. Who are we going to be a fool for? Are we going to be a fool for the one that died and rose again and paid the price for our salvation? Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day when we can celebrate life. We can celebrate life that's eternal. And we can celebrate life eternal with you because of what you've done for us. Lord, I pray that each and every one here, Lord, that they would just make that decision to receive you and that that resurrection power would dwell in them. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning, Lord, that that they want to pray with someone about making that decision or maybe anything else that they might want to pray about, that you would encourage them to come up and, and let our prayer team pray with them this morning right up here to my left. Lord, we just pray that you just speak to our hearts. And Lord, help us remember that no decision is still a decision. So Lord, help us to decide for you. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence with us. Bless us now as we go on our way. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.